Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, guys. I'm Katie Lowe's, actress, mom, and host of the parenting podcast, Katie's Crib, a show that helps women navigate the colossal changes that come with motherhood. You'll hear from resilient mamas, knowledgeable experts, and me asking a whole lot of questions. It's real talk that offers real perspective on what it's really like to be a parent. New episodes publish every other Thursday. Listen to Katie's Crib on the iHeartRadio app or on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Open your hearts and loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situationships and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex, regrets, or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's up, up, up. Hey everyone, I am Naomi. And I'm Andy. And we are a real life couple, a real life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we bring you the very best sets from our live show where we have comics do sets together about their relationship. Yeah. And buddy, you better believe we got some sets for you today. We got some sets for you today. We shook it up last week. We coming back giving you the good sets. I, I paused for a second because buddy, like I remember my dad when I was younger, he called me like buddy boy or something. <laughs> I was like, I was like, am I my dad? Am I turning into my dad? I feel it's weird. Like when I wear, my dad always wore like a light jacket. 
a light jacket. I, know, I think he still does. A light jacket is such like a parent thing. Do you, you need a light jacket? <laughs> it is. And I'm like, imagine now he just wears blazers mostly. But like, yeah. I like I feel like I you know I like wearing this like bomber here, and I feel like my dad wearing it. Like I feel like I move in the same way he does. It's weird. Yeah. When you get older and you start to like move in the same way oh, as your my parents, God. I do gestures like my mom, especially yeah. especially when you and I are fighting. <laughs> I'll be like saying something with a hand move, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm Elizabeth, and I think it in my head, and then I try to pull back because in that moment I realize, okay, maybe maybe I'm in the wrong here. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're like, also like I'll say this: you're like your mother a lot in the way you worry about things. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, there's no positive or negative. I know, I know. That's that. like, okay. <laughs> uh, it was just saying that, like, you worry about stuff. Like uh, last week, for example, I was walking Mabel late at night, like maybe eleven or eleven thirty. Yes. And uh, do you want to do you okay, want to take well, the story from your? So Mabel always gets a, a late night walk, eleven, eleven thirty, somewhere around there. And it's usually pretty quick, like 10, 15 minutes. She's not going to do too much. But then this night, and normally I tried like the first couple months, I was really nervous, and now I've like mellowed out. But this time, Andy was gone for like 30 minutes. So I went to call him. Because I'm like, where is he? So I call Andy's phone. Y'all, it went straight to voicemail. Okay? So now I'm fucking freaking out. Because why would his phone go to voicemail? Because I'm like, okay, your phone only goes to voicemail if it has been cut off. Why was it cut off? I know he took it with him. It was cut off because it was knocked out of his hand. He was shoved to the ground. It was stolen. The only reason why I would go to voicemail is if it is no longer power and that can only be in the event of an attack. A machete-wielding maniac cut it in half. So, y'all, I'm not lying because I was in my pajamas, head wrapped fully (laughs) on. I put on my damn sneakers. Out here swinging, brawless, put on a hoodie, zipped it up to the top, put the hood over me and was like, okay, I'm about to find his ass because he will not die alone. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to walk these streets till I find him. And I figured I was looking crazy enough in a head wrap in this hoodie that I wouldn't be a victim. So then I started walking. You should have just walked down the street like hissing at people. And they're like, oh, I'm going to give that one a wide berth. And I'm like, in, and I have my phone and it's, <sighs> and I go to walk and I'm like, and it's like crazy. Because I think the thing for me is like the streets are so dead here. You know, it's like very empty. So it was that feeling of so eerie. And I'm like, I don't see a body. I don't see a shadow. I was like, okay, if something did happen to him, the dog would probably be wandering around. I wonder if she knows the house. Maybe she'll come back. Y'all, I'm going through every criminal mind's cold open I can think of. And then maybe after like two minutes, I was outside. I was just kind of like going up. Andy comes around with Mabel, walking nonchalant. And what did you see? Like, what did it feel to you when you turn the corner and I'm outside? Sure, I saw saw this uh, shuffling person, (laughs) kind of like a silhouette. You know, about halfway down the block. And at first, I'm just like, oh, I don't want to have to cross the street. That's the first <laughs> thing. Because it's like, you know, you see someone kind of like shuffling towards you. You Because there's part of your in your head where you're like, oh, am I just being paranoid? Am I going to, in my mind, it's like, am I going to insult this person if I cross the street? Right. That's right. So that's what I think. I'm like, what is the line between being safe about things, about strangers on the street at midnight? And what is... On the other end of that, like, you are now, like, judging this person, and girl, they're going to take offense girl, because you were just— because I done saw- offended everybody in New York because I'm up in here crossing. <laughs> because you saw this person kind of just, like, zombieing towards you. <laughs> I wasn't zombieing. I was on a mission. But he, from my end of the thing, here's what happened. Like, when you are walking your dog late at night, maybe you know this, maybe you don't, especially in Los Angeles where there's not a lot of lights, yeah. at least where we are on the edge of— 
well, should I say it? Let's feel us. Who cares? Yeah. No one's going to find us. Yeah, who cares? Uh, but um, I, I have to put my flashlight on my phone mm-hmm. to see her poops. Right. If I'm going to pick up her poops. I am a responsible dog owner. I pick up all poops. I even, if it's a messy one, Naomi, I'll even try to, and it's on the sidewalk, I'll try to rub, all, rub it off the sidewalk. You got a yeah. blot. Don't dab. You got a blot. You know what? <laughs> Because I'm responsible. Right. All right? We are right. responsible dog owners. Right. Not like these monsters out here just letting their, their poops fly everywhere. <laughs> and when I opened up my phone to the flashlight, I accidentally hit the the night mode thing. Right? There's a little thing that like do not do not disturb mode. There's a little thing on your on your iPhone. Oh where God. like See, that's why I have a droid. Because <laughs> do not disturb is like, honestly, disturb. You need to make sure I'm alive. If I don't show up at the time I was due, you better call me. You better send a search party. <laughs> Andy, I was ready to fucking find your ass in these streets. Yeah. Call you Aaliyah Shawcat because you were on a search party. Hello. But you're but alive, yeah. so that's good. It, well, <laughs> thank you for that. But then we like we walked back. I was going to throw Mabel's poops out behind in the trash can. And we, we had another scare oh because uh, there was a raccoon just like chilling out in the trash can. And it saw Mabel and it took off. And then Mabel took off and ripped was ran so fast she ripped right out of my hand I know. and I lost it. I threw the poop yeah. in the bag in the bag again. Everyone, it was in a bag. I mean, I again, I'm not. I don't even have a conscious memory of this. It just, I just threw and I booked after Mabel. Mm-hmm. Final, I caught her because mm-hmm. that's how fast I am. Well, I don't no, know if you know this, like the wind, because you went that way and then I immediately went around the front because yes. I was like, well, if she goes around, maybe I can catch her from the front. And I didn't even know I could think that fast. Right. So it was like double scares. You just, know what I mean? Uh, like, had I not been there, would you have survived that? You know, that never would have happened. Well, I don't think. well, okay, I tried to help. You. <laughs> just um, call me Grant Gustin. Because I'm the Flash. Hey, do you think he got that job because his last name had the word Gust in it? No. Like the wind? I know a Gust. <laughs> oh, my God. Andy is wild. You guys, before we give you two sets, as always, Three. we got some housekeeping, baby. Oh, my God. If you live in Los Angeles this Saturday, Saturday the 8th at 8 p.m. at the Virgil, what a show we have for you. We've got an actual couple. Rosebud Baker and Andy Haynes, two wonderful stand-up comedians you've probably seen on TV before. We've got Dwayne Perkins and Shantira Jackson, who are writers, stand-ups, performers, sketch performers. Yes. Other people we are still yeah, confirming. Yeah, Eddie Pepitone. It could come through. Oh, what were we going to say? So, All right. Yeah, I'm going to say it. One so of my favorites. Also, and the fourth, you don't know. you got to come to the show to find out. As always, you can get tickets for the show at CouplesTherapyPod.com. And while you are there, you can... Get our dial-in line for advice episodes. We have special guests on to answer your questions. We need them questions. Yeah, like last week was my name at Clinton Covey. It was wonderful. Yeah. If you want to call, uh, you can also DM us anywhere. But also, we love the voice messages the most. 323-524-7839. Also, while you are there doing all that stuff, sign up for our mailing list. We send them out sparingly. I would say twice a year at most. But it's basically to let you know if we are coming to your town and what's going on in uh, our lives. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Yeah. Also, you can sign up for our Patreon. Twice a month, we give you very emotionally deep and hilariously deep (laughs) episodes of just us, kind of like last week's episode. And you can sign up there. But you know what? I think we're done with the plugs. And you ready to get into sets? Let's do it. Baby, this first set 
comes from Joe Firestone and Mike DeCenzo. They are live-in lovers who have both written for The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. You've also seen Joe on shows like High Maintenance, Joe Para Talks With You, and Shrill, the second season of which just dropped on Hulu very recently. And Joe also hosts the podcast Dr. Game Show. So they're a true power couple. We were on the pilot of that. We get around. (laughs) So you guys get into this very fun set. Yeah, this is from the Bell House uh, from our show in Brooklyn in December. Please enjoy. Roll it! Wow, that's what an intro. Did you feel good about that? Yes, that was great. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, um, so... You're gonna sit? <laughs> lean. Yeah, okay. Sort of. Um so uh so we are yeah, I guess we've never called ourselves lovers. <laughs> but that's kinda cool and um so yeah, I guess we're lo- Do you wanna say it? <laughs> I don't feel good saying it, but uh, if you want to. Uh Lovers. Yeah, okay, so uh, that's, and uh, we, we, you know, we're doing the whole thing, you know, you move in to get, or whatever, and, um, and that was good. Mm-hmm, yeah, it was. Okay, and then, uh, and then we thought, that's good, let's do the next thing, right? Uh-huh. And, uh, and so we, uh, we uh, decided to, uh, you know, look into adopting a dog. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because we, because we love dogs. You love dogs. Yes. <laughs> yes, and uh, yeah, and uh, we, you know, we were really excited about getting a dog. We thought that would really bring us together, right? You definitely thought that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, so so it turns out we have different opinions. We did get one, and uh, it turns out that it actually is pretty bad and dumb. Uh, <laughs> But apart from that, I love it, and so does you love it, right? I've accepted it. Yeah. It's in my, it's not my genes to, I, I don't, I never had a dog or an animal. Yes, you have. What's that? You had a cat. Uh, very briefly. <laughs> okay, that's spooky, but yeah, okay. <laughs> my mom, my mom hates dogs, and wouldn't, when I was a kid, I wanted a dog briefly, and she wouldn't let us get dogs, and... I think, what, what did she say? She said uh, she doesn't like petting dogs because she doesn't like feeling the bones in their head. <laughs> so that, that's where I'm coming from. And you, you've actively said you agree with that. <laughs> I, I understand what she's saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really got cold. And so, uh, so you, yeah, right. And uh, you, you've... Um, Right, you don't like you don't like dogs in general. You don't find them. It's not that I don't like them. I just don't want to be around them necessarily. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you don't. You do find them cute. I see why people think. <laughs> right. right. So over the course of this um, getting a dog, I have learned that Mike is a psychopath. Uh, but that, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. A lot Sorry. of people need love in different ways, and so. Um, but so, so basically we've been kind of like uh, talking a lot to people about dogs because our dog is so bad, like so bad. He, uh, he bit my cousin, he bit my dad, uh, he ripped my dad's pants off. He's, um, 
he's he, he just he's really awful. It's true. He had he had diarrhea all over a Hyatt. Uh, he's, <laughs> he, and I, I but I've learned what I've learned is I think dogs are scams and everyone's in on it because everyone talks about how great their dog is. Oh, my dog is the best. And then usually when we respond, we go, oh, really? Our dog is kind of bad. He bit uh, Joe's cousin. Uh, and then just prying the door open a little bit, people are like, no, that, that's nothing. Our dog killed a guy. And he barfs in my mouth every morning. And no one's dog is good, is what I've learned. Everyone's dog is bad, and they just, they just love it despite that. So sweet, it goes in my arm and sleeps. Uh, it's very sweet. But we we were like talking to this we were talking to this couple at a party recently. Like we were talking about how bad our dog is, and uh, and the couple they they said that they have a turtle. They have a pet turtle. The, a pet turtle that's halfway through his life at age forty. <laughs> <laughs> and to me, I was like, oh, a turtle sounds like way easier. And they said. No, they, the guy, the guy said he uh, makes a sal- he makes a salad for the turtle every day. <laughs> he says chiffonades, lettuce. I didn't even know what that meant. I had to Google that. It's I, like a <laughs> French cutting technique of vegetables. Well, it's got a little jaw. And and this is something you have to do. The turtle, sure, the turtle doesn't bite, and the turtle doesn't shit in the Hyatt. But the you have to do this chiffonade every day for 80 years. <laughs> 80 years. And so our dog is, I think, five. And so, you know, we got, what, you, what would you say, 10, 12, 12, 12, 10, hopefully. No. <laughs> so here's, so what we've, what we've done is, uh, so, so Mike has been, uh, like, hates, hates a dog and uh, it's unfortunate it's a very cute dog very cute it makes a lot of noise that's how he gets away with things makes a lot of noise kind of fun noises you know sounds like a pig Uh, you know looks like a cat smells smells like a a dog yeah and and so um, so it's kind of like a fun little thing but basically I've been writing down everything Mike has said about the dog on my phone and so I'm just gonna read these and you can if you need to explain them you can okay uh, first one, uh, the dog makes me not want to wake up. <laughs> well, while I'm asleep, the dog doesn't exist. Okay, um... <laughs> I can't enjoy food when he's staring at me. <laughs> He really makes direct eye contact at all times. It's unnerving. Um, You said once, I'll never be alone again. There's always going to be something breathing in here. (laughs) Well, yeah, you know, it's disconcerting to know that there's another smaller brain working and heart beating in the same spaces you no one relates to that uh, so <laughs> um, the dog the, the dog did get an, er, an erection at one point and that that was a big bad moment for everybody um, uh, at one point it, it accidentally was t- t- touching Mike Mike was accidentally 
Well, like, you, you said you're touching the dog's erection, and I said, no, it's touching me. We did hear about another dog that actually get, has erection all day, and the owner has to push it, push it back in. So actually, that's a plus on our dog. That's good. Okay, let's see. What, uh, here's another one. Um, let's see. Uh, I'll do two more. Uh, let's see. This one is... Um, Oh yeah, this here here he goes. <laughs> you say please remember to wa- <laughs> please remember to wash your face. <laughs> You're so mean. Okay, please remember to wash your face before bed. Uh, that's probably <laughs> how I got a pimple. <laughs> My face has been indirectly in contact with dog ass. <laughs> Well, it's, if you think about it, it's true. No, okay, and then uh, here's, here's after, after he saw him um, having diarrhea all over the hotel room floor. I witnessed it with my own eyes. Mike goes, that's a forever memory. <laughs> it's burned. Yeah. It's burned in there. Yeah, so uh, I guess now everybody knows the truth about you. Well, you have a few things that I'll ask you to explain or defend, which is things that you take joy in for some bizarre reason that I don't understand. Okay. You will occasionally feed the dog apples just to hear him chomping on it, (laughs) giggling the entire time. (laughs) Hear the crunch noise. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I I hate to do this, but... I just, you know, if you if you hate this so much, then you really gotta take into consideration a lot. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> it's great. It's the greatest noise. One time I. I believe one time you turned on the uh, the vacuum, which really frightens the dog, and it hides under a dresser, just no. to then go to him and and hug him and comfort him and say it's going to be okay. <laughs> That's sick. <laughs> That's Munchausen by proxy type shit. I did, it wasn't, I wasn't consciously. Okay, move on, next one. Uh, When the dog uh, did have diarrhea all over the hotel room floor, you complained, and I'll put that in air quotes, about having to then wash the dog's asshole, as you put it, which I say in air quotes because you were smiling while you said it. You seemed to take some sick pleasure in it. This was Doing. on Christmas Day. Have you ever washed the <laughs> Have you ever washed the back half of a dog on Christmas Day? <laughs> Not something I want to do, and uh, that's that's something that I didn't want to do, but I did. I shampooed his asshole <laughs> because I wanted his asshole to smell nice for your family. Is that so much? Ruin the Christmas ham. <laughs> Last one I'll say that you did, and, uh, and this is just a, curious to me why you like having a dog when you do things like this, which is 
on the street while you were walking him, you thought he ate some chocolate, so you fished it out of his mouth with your bare hands, only to realize it was another dog's shit. That was, that was a low point. Yeah, that was... And when did you realize it? <laughs> when I got home. <laughs> well, you think I'm going... You know, it would be really sick if I, was, if I was getting into his mouth and sniffing every second. What? <laughs> I'm well, constantly having to fish stuff out of there. It's now, pretty bad. It's pretty bad. I'm not saying he's good, but he's very cute. Should uh, we just take a quick audience poll? Yeah, we'll on, close with that. We'll close. Now with that, that you've heard both sides of it, should we a sell the dog? No. no. Or b stay together. <laughs> I love those two. I love those two. That I was my first time meeting Mike, and he's a wonderful dude. Like, we've loved Joe for, right. I, I, we've known Joe for how long? Like, seven, eight years, something like that. Accurate. So, uh, we already love her. Uh, and Mike was just lovely. I never I never knew him, but uh, what a nice dude. It also felt good, you know, when I get so worried about Mabel and shit, to hear about their dog journey. Yes. I'm like, oh, we got lucky. Oh, yes. they were on a date. They going through it. But it's like, you love this creature, yeah. but it's making your life crazy. Anytime, like, just Mabel, like, growls at someone, I just have to think, oh, like, oh, yeah, she's not shitting everywhere. <laughs> That's all I have to remember. You guys, this next set is from me and Andy from yeah. the Bell House. You know, we're coming right off of holiday time with family. We're trying to bring that energy, <laughs> but also lift it up right. in our live set. And it was to a wonderful, warm crowd. So get into it, babies. Roll it. How are you guys? How are you? Where are you, you at? You guys, right here. Oh, How are you feeling? Okay, that was a factual great. Factual. Now, we're going to need to work with him. Now, he's the dad of the room, meaning you're the person I need to please to feel better about myself. That's what I mean. That's what I mean when I say you're the dad in the room. And I'm going to (laughs) rebel. Oh, God. Okay, y'all. Oh, God, I'm going to try not... Well, I'm just like... I was like, we got here on the 19th and I was doing good. And then literally yesterday, I got that scratch in my throat. I got the scratch in my throat. And now today, it's just, um, it's just my nose is just leaking. And I'm just trying to keep it together. And I even got the real Sudafed, y'all. I literally walked up and was like, give me the meth, okay? I need the real shit. None of this PE, you know what I mean? Because you know, if you can get it on the shelf, that's not the real. You all know that, right? You need to give them your ID. You need to give them a retinal scan. You need to make a down payment to get the real. And that's what I tried to do. But I'm still leaking. Boo hoo. The fuck? I've been dealing since we got here. Oh, God. On the plane ride into oh, New God. York City. <laughs> uh, on the plane right here, uh, something got screwed up in my head. And I have a okay. borrow trauma in this ear. Yeah. So my body wasn't pressurizing things correctly, so my ear sucked a bunch of fluid out. You ain't got to go through the science of it. He is deaf in his left ear. That is the end result of what has happened. The man cannot hear out of one ear. 
He is officially aged 50 years. Yeah. Did you think, did you ever think that you would be in a relationship with like an elderly Jew at this stage? 100%. 100%. I knew very early on you were an old Jewish man because like when Andy and I would date early on and we would talk on the phone and I'd be like, what'd you do today? He would tell me everything he'd eaten. Like, you would explain that shit in detail. And I was like, you are 72. Like, I knew immediately. That is a Jewish stereotype I applaud. <laughs> Wait, is that a stereotype, talking about food? Yeah, that we talk about food a lot? Yeah, we talk about food a lot. Yeah, we talk about food a lot. These flakes, they're too frosted. <laughs> You're so stupid. Well, it's the last night of Hanukkah, so you can do all you want. It's last night of Hanukkah, fourth night of Kwanzaa. This is our magical time. If we created a fucking pentagram, we could like bring back Harriet Tubman. This is the time, the energy is right, where Kwanzaa and Hanukkah meet. Who can retell the things that befell us who? Everyone, no one. Does anyone know that song? Andy was literally trying to get Alexa to play Hanukkah carols at my mother's house. And she was like, what is this instrument? She already doesn't like me, so I might as well just go all in. Lean in, yeah. lean into lean a klezmer in. beat. <laughs> Cheryl Sandberg with your mom's hatred of me. Oh, it's okay. She don't like me either. I'm always like, it's not personal. What did y'all get for Christmas? Anybody get any good presents? A ring? A ring? Wait, 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 wait. Hold wait, on, hold wait. on. Hold on. What kind of ring? Like in a gumball machine or like a ring? Like an engagement? Ah, come here. What is your name? Vanessa, you engaged? This is fucking huge. Okay, was it dramatic? Was it dynamic? Okay, tell me, oh God, can I get to you? I'm like, I need everyone to hear what's happening. Vanessa got engaged, Andy. How far away? Just scream it, hold the mic yeah, and scream. just scream. Second location. Someone corrected us very quickly. So I get downstairs and I have three younger brothers and my dad and like all of my aunts downstairs. Shut up, black aunties came through. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Dear listeners, Andy here doing the ad read again. And today we're talking about me undies. As the male half of couples therapy, I was asked to do this one because... We're talking about boxers, which, and I hope I'm not breaking any confidences, Naomi does not wear. Now, if you're a podcast listener like me, you've heard plenty of ads for me undies, and frankly, I had always thought it's underwear. How special can it be? And then I tried them, and friends, it is like wearing magic. It is like wearing a dream. It is so soft, there is nothing earthly I can compare it to. I am embarrassed absolutely embarrassed to say i'm middle-aged and just finding this out but the material your underwear is made out of really does make a difference i won't say where i usually get my boxers from but for comparison me undies are like wearing a cloud covered in angels feathers and the other ones i wear are like wearing a bear trap smothered in puke me undies got style for everyone from all black classics to fun expressive prints in sizes extra small to 4xl And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that actually care for their workers. Also, I gotta point this out. There is a particular technology that the folks at MeUndies would like me to discuss. Now, you know Naomi is sex negative and I am sex neutral. So I didn't want to have to say what this technology is. So I asked friend of the show, friend in real life, Mort Burke, to say the phrase. So, okay, here it goes. For any listeners with penises and testicles, I can say medical words, I can say medical words, you might be interested in me undies sophisticated contoured pouch and ball caddy. What's that again, Mort? They're incredibly comfortable contoured pouch and ball caddy. Wonderful. Thanks, buddy. Okay, soft underwear comes in all packages at MeUndies. So to get 20% off your first order plus free shipping, go to MeUndies.com slash therapy. That's MeUndies.com slash therapy for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Can we take a minute and talk about Skims? Now, you know I'm a recent Skims convert, having tried their underwear in the last few months, and I am now living lifted, supported, changed. So I decided to keep trying new stuff. And let me tell you, Skims basics and foundations are where it's at. Yes, I recently got the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt. And y'all, it is so comfortable. It's been the perfect layer for me. I'm rocking it under a cardigan or a sweater when I want to keep it fitted and fabulous and not look all bulky. I mean, y'all know I'm back to work. Hashtag blessings. And I'm definitely that girl who is always cold in the office, okay? I need my layers, but I'm still trying to look put together. And the soft, smoothing, seamless shirt is helping me get it right. And I also got the boyfriend t-shirt in Heather Gray. And it is so friggin' soft and comfortable. And it's giving casual but intentional when I wear it with a pair of jeans. I'm feeling very good in it. So if you want to give these and other basics a try, shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small through 4X. Thank you for the range, Skims. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows. Again, that's skims.com. Go check out everything they've got and the new t-shirt shop. Black. <laughs> but he knew that shit about black aunties. So that's family now. That's-
Fest family night. You know about aunties. Oh my God, congratulations to Love and Family. Sounds like the improv everywhere of proposals. Improv everywhere proposals. Improv everywhere. Everybody with roses doing a dance, a flash mob, a family. I love that. That's such a good proposal. That's tender. You should repropose to me. Not to blow the surprise, but I was going to. Ah, are you going to do that one time? Yeah. Okay, great. That's so funny to know. That's now that to you know. know, now that you know what's happening. No, no, that's fine though, because like I, I, like you know, what I mean? it's like a, a tension in the air. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's good. we're building it. Yeah, 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 we're building a tension in the air, and that's what love is—building <laughs> a tension in the air. What? Uh, so that was a, that's a great present. Yeah. What did uh, what what your mom get you for? Okay, I got chopsticks and a pair of Hanukkah socks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what happened for Christmas. Mm. I was like, just get me nothing. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, cause I feel like people say, like, I don't, cause I don't even want stuff anyway. So if you don't really get me something, like, it felt to me like she was in the bargain bin at Home Goods and was like, what should I grab? And I just kind of felt like, save your $8. You know what I mean? Let's just have one dinner where you don't tell me I should lose weight. That's the greatest fucking gift of all. That's I like my socks. Fucking... Oh yeah, Andy has on his Hanukkah socks. They, they have a little sparkle. S uh, snowflakes and stars of David. Where's my applause? The proposal got a huge cheer. I've got Star of David socks. <laughs> On the, it's not as exciting. It's, I sh you should have won the other ones. The ones I got says, Shalom, y'all. That's fun. Hold on. Oh, That's quirky. If know. we're going to air some dirty laundry out on the stage, Naomi. What? I... She, first of all, she didn't pick which socks go to which of us. Right. She just threw two <laughs> pairs of socks on the couch and said, you choose. <laughs> I picked the Shalom Y'all one. Right. And then you said, after the fact, you wanted it. And so, in the spirit of Hanukkah and Kwanzaa, yes. I gave it to you. Thank you so much. It. Thank you for your sacrifice. <laughs> I thought it was a little blasphemous for an actual Jew to wear a sock that said, Shalom, y'all. That's why I was like, that's not appropriate. These are your actual people. That's blasphemous? If I wore one with, like, Christ on the cross, right, right, that right. would have been blasphemous. Okay, okay, fair, fair. I thought maybe a little too kitschy for your actual, you know, community. But it's fine. If I would worn socks made of communion wafers. <laughs> but are you, wait, can, so can you, hold on, what ear am I at now? So you can hear me over here. Yeah, yeah, you're okay. great. But you can't hear what's happening over here. Oh, no, just dead space. Okay, cool and good. It's been a week. I don't understand what's going to happen. And it's been like so funny because, you know, because he can't hear and so he got to get his equilibrium. So he just coming through. Sometimes, don't you feel like we are sometimes Cardi B and Bernie Sanders? <laughs> Do you feel that? Andy found this picture of the two of them, you know, when she was endorsing him. And Andy was like, me and Naomi. And I was like, oh my God, accurate. Because I am showcasing a little cleavage and you're trying to get your equilibrium. Special K? What's so special about Special K? <laughs> Should we just go K? Okay. okay. Uh, what would Cardi B say? What? You said okay. Okay. I'm not very good. I can't. I can't do the trill. I gotta learn it. I gotta learn it for the community. Anyway. Oh my God. So we got, I was like, we're both like, even though like we're like sickly old people, um, I was so happy to be back in New York and it was like so magical and so wonderful. And it was, however, I feel like Harlem 
And again, we come back. It's not like I haven't been here in two and a half years, but it's just been enough time. What well, a game in Holland done changed. Y'all, we, first of all, we have a dog daughter. Her name is Mabel. We did bring her. Thank you so much. Gorge. She's a real conversation starter. And she'll like bring people together. Like I thought Mabel literally met my mama, looked my mama in the eye, and peed on her rug. And I said, Mabel, you stupid bitch. And then my mom was like, it's okay. What? I said, we got to get Mabel to Israel and Palestine. Because Mabel going to fix some shit. She going to connect people in a way you never thought possible. Oh, hold on a second. You know your mom has just like stored that in a wallet of resentments, right? No, at she some point... No, I... she seemed okay with it for real. And so I was like, this is amazing. This is huge. Mabel is like changing dynamics around her. But the whole point was like, we have this dog. And so now, you know, get up and walking the dog. And I'm not an early person and I'm not active. So this is my first time like walking around the neighborhood, seeing what's up in Harlem. I'm the only black person with a dog, okay? I discover in the morning that's the whites come out with their dog. And they're out. And then I stopped at the boat. They're the white walkers. <laughs> correct, correct, accurate, correct. And this is why we love each other. Now, but let me tell you what I saw this morning that I feel like I didn't tell you. So I stopped in the bodega to get a bacon, egg, and cheese, which is not something I normally crave, but I was in New York and was just like, put it all together. And so I went in there with the dog and we're sitting there waiting. And then these two tall, lanky whites come in. Two boys, two gentlemen. And nothing, that doesn't mean anything. Like, I don't care. But this is what they said, Andy. What I'm imagining, tell me if this is accurate. Uh -huh. the, uh, in the Matrix, the third one, those two like albinos with dreadlocks. Okay. <laughs> Is that okay. close? Not that visage, but that energy. Okay? <laughs> because they walked in, and again, I wasn't thinking, who cares? Like, it's like, yeah, it's like Harlem, New Harlem, whatever. But he go, but what he said is what cut fucking threw me. He was talking, he was like, dude, you know I like totally forget, like, in my first session, like, fencing stamina is not the same as regular stamina. <laughs> I said, we got fencers in Harlem? God damn it, the game done change. Fencers, a man who I Two leave. men who fence. I heard you. I almost threw up. I was. I couldn't believe it. I said, you shouldn't be comfortable here fencing. You should not be comfortable in Harlem talking about your fencing. It was the fencing that upset me. Can you imagine? And then I heard it, and then I think they knew I heard it because I immediately started typing it on my phone. To a different <laughs> I immediately was like, <gasps> so, so I think they knew I was writing down their lives. Well, you, I knew Harlem was kind of over. This is my... When you want to know if a neighborhood is gentrified, go to the bodega and see if they have fancy potato chips. This is his theory. His this is my theory. theory. Yes. That the fancy potato chips presage gentrification. Yes, yes. When you start getting that kettle cook. Kettle cook. You're Terra chips. Ooh, honey, if the chips are colored, the colored people are gone. <laughs> That's the rule, don't you think? I agree. I agree with you. Yeah. And there were a lot of fancy chips. You're correct. Yeah, it's the canary and the whatever's the opposite of coal mine. Right, right. The canary in the bodega. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Opposite of coal mine. Um, but I can't believe it. There's a fencer. So I was like, this is wild. These streets are wild. <laughs> I've noticed, though, like, walking Mabel. May we hate Los Angeles. We don't have to get into it. But yeah, we yeah, hate you Los guys Angeles. get it. You get it. Yeah, yeah, you got it. I think bringing Mabel here, though, I've realized Mabel hates Los Angeles and because she, she loves New York. She hates going on walks in Los Angeles. Yeah. Here, we can't get her back in the house. Ooh, baby. She is sniffing. She is just on the move. She's going crazy after mice everywhere. Mice live under all the uh, trash cans. She loves it. She loves it. 
And it's like, and like, she's actually like not, usually Mabel hates other dogs. She's a messy bitch who lives for drama. And here though, she does not start shit. And I don't know if Mabel was like, I'm in Harlem, let me keep it together. But she does not start shit with other dogs. Like we can kind of walk in peace. And I was like, okay, her whole, her whole psyche. She is free. I feel like she got lifted in New York. Yeah. Well, there's good people here. All there are in Los Angeles are like Night Stalkers and Mansons. Yes. Here, yes. it's lots of decent humans. I know. It's like, I would always get so scared because Andy walks the dog super late at night, you know, that last walk before bed. In LA, I'm always so nervous for him. I'm like, Andy, you're petite, the dog's petite, someone will snatch you. Like, I'm always so fucking nervous. <laughs> And like last night, we were in Harlem. You walked that dog at like 12.55 a.m. And I said, bless. I was not scared. I was not worried. I we were out cold when I got back. I know. No I was, anxiety. No anxiety. Whereas in LA, I'm like standing by the door like a war widow. Oh, it's so fucking scary. You did, you once wept when I got back as if I had been at war, disappeared. Why did you tell them I wept? That's true, I did though. Granted, I hadn't started my well future. <laughs> Once I got my chemicals right, I was no longer weeping, but I was very nervous. What are you on, 150? 150XL, baby! Yeah, yeah where my well butrin heads? Uh, <laughs> um, speaking of good times and feeling good, are you ready to start the show? Yeah. Are you ready for it to pop off? I want to see if our peeps are here. Is our first duo up in here? Can I hear them? Do we see? Here, you, keep, you vamp. Oh, okay, I vamp. Okay. I'll talk about you while you're gone. Okay, so let me tell you why. We were like, we've been like bickering. Cause, okay, so Andy was sick before we left. He got sick. He's now coming down and now I'm sick. And I was like, you got me sick. And Andy got so incensed. He was like, how dare you? No, I didn't. I was like, bitch, I'll lick your face. Yeah, you got me sick. And he refuses to stand by it. He's like, but I have a sinus infection and you have a cold. And then I started to try to look up on the internet how sometimes bacteria can mutate depending on the host. And I was like, just because it was a sinus infection for you don't mean it's gonna be a sinus infection for me. And then we went back and forth. And you did get me sick and it's okay, Bernie. Are there any scientists here or doctors? Wait, there's a doctor right here. If, what do you think happened? If, Tell I, me had, what happened. if I had a sinus I'm infection. I'm asking this medical professional. If I, if I had a sinus infection, could she get a cold? Yes. Thank you. Show's over. Everyone go home. Yo and the familia, if you're looking for a fun, feel-good listening experience, check out our podcast, Hanging with Los Otelos. My name is Shaboy Edgar, and this is my beautiful wife, Janet. Hi, guys. We're a bilingual Mexican-American married couple with two beautiful young daughters. We're ready to fully expose our life, discuss relationship drama, yours and ours, and fill you with faith, encouragement, and laughter. Se va a poner bueno, so come hang out with us. Listen to Hanging with Los Otelos on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more info, visit losotelos.com. Mama, Tata, I love it. And we are back from the break, Naomi. We were in it. I could every between every set at the New York show, I was like going off station, blow my nose. It was a damn <laughs> mess. But the show was so so fun, and I was like, "Will power through? Will live?" I know everyone was so great. They were as great as we were sick. Honestly, <laughs> accurate. This- sick both mentally. And physically, mentally from being with our families. <laughs> but then also sick in a good way because the show was fun. You guys, this next set 
comes from, again, the show at the Bell House in December. It is Ray Sani, who you've heard, friend of the show, and Marsha Belsky. Ray and Marsha are comedians, writers, and co-hosts of the podcast Miss Andre with Marsha and Ray. Marsha is also a lead singer in the comedy duo Free the Mind and co-wrote the musical parody Handmaid's Tale the Musical, yeah. which performed all around the country. Ray has written for many shows, including The Good Place and Black Lady Sketch Show. So you get these two girls together, and it is some truth bombs getting dropped. <laughs> Roll it. Oh my God, there's so many of y'all. Woo-wee, I'm excited to complain. It feels so crazy to be up here, two people. I feel like the Sklar brother or like the Brothers, brother is like, <laughs> we have to like finish each other's sentences. We would be the most fraternal twins. <laughs> like, like, I'm yeah. a... Black my parents never taught us we're adopted. Like, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> Have you seen twins, uh, Diana DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. I don't know why I brought it up because I don't remember it. I was about to say, I was like, all I remember is that they're twins, but they don't look alike. <laughs> uh, I <laughs> think you can get I that think, from the VHS cover. I think somebody... Uh, fuck it. What uh, happens in it? I have no fucking clue. It's sort of like their whole, like, they're like, okay, Danny DeVito's like troll-like and ugly. What can we do with this? <laughs> they also, like, they weirdly had a team, like a partnership on like two movies. They, what was the other one? Anyone? Junior. Junior! There we go. Wait, I remember that yeah, one. Yeah, didn't Arnold Schwarzenegger birth Danny DeVito? <laughs> Listen. Arnold Schwarzenegger wanted to be a comedian so, so bad. Yeah, I can see him showing up at the open mics and like everyone's just like, all right, let's let Arnold go. It's like, nah. Uh, <laughs> do you remember when every comedian had an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression? Oh my God. I was about to do mine. <laughs> that was like 80s comedy in New York. It's just like a bunch of guys being like, I'll be back. Yeah, truly. <laughs> They're like, good job. And every, it was, it was, it was everybody doing I'll be back and then doing their versions of Eddie Murphy's version of Bill Cosby. Yes, oh my god, yeah, wow. Or like a lot of like, white people walk like this. <laughs> I mean, y'all walk like that. No, I wasn't saying it wasn't great observational humor. <laughs> it absolutely was, it absolutely was. Uh, I love Marsha Belsky. One I of my favorite Sonny. people in Wait, the world. So if you guys don't know, we do a podcast that we sort of record twice a year. <laughs> and we Skype each other and literally just talk on the phone for three hours and record it and upload it. And like, you know, like two to three thousand people are like, we love this. We're like, great. So <laughs> well, that's also, what we do. This is hilarious because I'm a bad friend and I never text back. And you do sometimes text back, but there will be times we'll be like really in a texting conversation and then I'll like ask you something like, wait, who are you dating? And then it's like six years later. Well, because <laughs> I ain't dating nobody. <laughs> it's a tough situation. No, but like I will go radio silent just because I text in bursts or whatever. And uh, so Marsha and I basically get together and like, you know, talk as sisters and friends and take before a podcast. And uh, this is the first time I've seen Marsha <laughs> since I've been time. back in New York. And yeah. uh, so this is our first real conversation and it's happening. Cause she literally podcast. ran into the show after it started and I'm like, okay, talk to you on stage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll uh, catch up on stage. You yeah, know, well, you know. Leave it on the stage. Okay, That's so Marsha, how's you. your mom? How's your dad? Uh, you know, I just saw my family and we are Jewish so we do love Christmas and that's America. <laughs> and we like, I, my family is so fucking a, intense. Marsha is a Jewish 
person. Like, fully Jewish. And grew up in fucking in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. That's why people, my friend just went to Oklahoma. <laughs> and she was, like, with her boyfriend who's from there. And the first thing his family did was drive her to the JCC to be like, look, <laughs> we have you all down here. <laughs> and then, and then, so then finally I explained to her, I'm like, so do you see why I'm, like, so Jewish in defensiveness of that? And she was like, now I get it. Because all my friends who grew up like New York, secular Jew, I'm like, you don't understand. I had to go to Hebrew school three times a week. Like, we had to be Jewish, because otherwise they were like, they're going to get you. And I did. I used to beg my parents to be Christian. Beg, beg? them. Beg yes. them. So I have never been to Oklahoma until this year. I did, like, the Blue Whale Comedy Festival. Yeah. And so Give it I, up for Blue Whale. Blue Whale, guys. Let's advertise something for free. They have never fucking uh, booked me. Fuck it. Fuck you, Blue I have a problem Wilson. with it. Um, it's disrespectful that they haven't booked her. She's a native I'm and she's good at comedy. I'm from Tulsa. Anyway, so I, I go down there. Marsha loves her hometown, but you know, Marsha's Jewish. She's still white. Uh, I'm, I'm a negress. I'm like, I might not. <laughs> I might not actually like have a good time in Tulsa. I was having a great time in Tulsa. Everybody was nice to me. It was surprisingly liberal. It was yeah, great. It was great. And then nice. I get to my hotel room and I open the drawer and there's a Bible. Of course. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a Mormon Bible. Yeah, we have them down there. And yeah. I was like, there's way more Muslims than Mormons in this country. You couldn't I mean, give me a Quran first. I have had I... to backpedal from Mormon shit talk so hard in Oklahoma where I was like just fully going in. I was like, I mean, you have your people who speak in tongues, you have your Mormons. This lady was like, I'm Mormon. I was like, but Shannon, like, <laughs> you're really nice. <laughs> Uh, it, it's, it's, it's wild. Uh, so, they don't have Mormons in New York. I was born and raised in Brooklyn. Uh, yes, are, they yes. do. Oh, no, they're on missionaries here. Uh, or they're people yeah. escaping them. Yeah. Like, they're escaping their family But they can't give up the pleated white shirt. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I'll leave the church. Wait, is this a Mormon-friendly room? I just want to make sure. You know how, like, white comics make sure there aren't black people before they get into their neighborhoods? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just... Looking for the Mormons out here. You out here? Look for that name tag. That <laughs> listening name tag. Uh, we just made these Hey, people... Elder! No, they're not here. They're not here. <laughs> we just made these people podcast so fucked up. <laughs> okay. Punching down. Mormons, it is punching down. Yeah. I feel like. Because, uh, and then now they have a tax-free, like, billion-dollar business. No, it's not punching so it's down. Like, Mitt fine. Romney is not a down punch. He's a deserved punch. <laughs> no, not punch. Mitt Romney. <laughs> No, when I think of like punching down on Mormons, it's like I'll just like start to make fun of them and then they'll just be like really sad and I'm just like, oh, that's right, you can't even have soda. You know, it's like. <laughs> I ain't say it. I ain't say it. Marsha said it. If you are listening to the podcast and you don't have video, this is my voice. I didn't say the things she just said. That was me, Marsha Belsky. Zip code one. <laughs> How's your, how's your, so can I brag about Wait, what were you saying about Tulsa? Just that they were nice. Oh, no, that they were nice, but then also a Mormon Bible and no Torah or Quran to be found. Right. Well, that the was... Torah is hard to fit into a drawer. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? You open it up, it's like the whole scroll. <laughs> Though, but only in like the East Coast. You're right. In Oklahoma, they in Oklahoma they passed those laws where they're like, 
Sharia law will never come to Tulsa. <laughs> it's like, yo, I'm telling you, Muslims don't even want to blow up what they you got don't. over there. Oh my god. Like, That's relax. Like, it's really relax. Like, childhood. No After, one wants to blow up the prairie. Chill out. I mean, it's insane. You were in New York, like, and then 9-11 happened. I was in middle school, not to, yeah, I'm young. And, <laughs> I, but our teacher was Hey, like, hey, hey, don't make me sound like an old bitch. 9-11 happened on the second day of high school. I'm a young hoe, okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, that's right, it would have been like earlier ninth grade year. Yeah, it was like the that. second day of my high school. Oh my God, dramatic. But, <laughs> there, and you were in Brooklyn too. We were in Tulsa and we had this teacher who literally was like, locking all the doors and letting us in individually one by one because he was like he was like you don't know it could be a terrorist i'm like okay a terrorist is gonna come to carver middle school in tulsa oklahoma i also love that this white school in tulsa is called carver as in george washington it was a a historically black school that they basically gentrify because it was doing well they're like let's get white people in the school you know i feel like if we if we being honest i feel like tulsa should apologize for a couple things before they go gentrifying the black school that was part of the discussion That got steamrolled, would you believe? They were like, actually, it's fucked up. You're bringing white kids into the school before you've addressed the race massacre. And they were just like, okay, all in favor? (laughs) And that's exactly what. And I was like in middle school, like watching all this go on. I was like, well, I am at the school. Like, I am part of the problem. (laughs) Absolutely. But what if your parents just were like, yo, Marsha really got to get that HBCU education? In middle like, school. Applying to Howard for <laughs> No, Howard would take you though. That's the thing. Okay, can we dispel this myth? A lot of people be like, uh, what if what if white people had BET? White people are on BET all the fucking time. Yeah. And HBCUs take in black students white students all the fucking time. Yeah. And we're tokenized, which is really fucked up. <laughs> which is really fucked I'm kidding, obviously. <laughs> Everyone like the air just got sucked out of the fucking room. Like, we were with you with shooting on yeah. But this is awkward. I just get tomatoes thrown at me. (laughs) So I just wanted to brag on my friend Marsha for a little bit. um, uh, Or. mm, What? I don't know. I just. uh, You're like my feminist hero. Uh, Marsha is the person who, like, made me. That like openly true. embrace it though. Really? Yeah, you I was always talking feminist shit, you know what I mean? Like I was always. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but Marsha made me go, it's not uh it's not bad to brand yourself as a woman who stands up for women and I fucks with you the long way for that. Thank um, you. Like we have our uh podcast misandry with Marsha and Ray. It was actually misandry with Marsha. We just had cut uh good chemistry and uh there, I, I mean, I love misandry, but I didn't love it in public, you know what I mean? And, right. uh, well, I was kind of like, any joke I did that was like, they're gonna call us misandrous anyways, so we might as well sort of cut out the middleman and, and just like it. call it ourselves. And then all these guys were just being like, and also this was the time too, I was like, if they're gonna be aggressive, we should be aggressive. And then we were, and they were like, what you're doing is hateful. <laughs> I was about to lie to you, cause like, I was about to be like, fest. 
sorry, cut that. <laughs> cut it. Uh, uh, I don't want I was, I was about Lewis to bleep to come after me. No, please. Uh, we don't need to be attacked on stage. <laughs> no, he comes um, out of nowhere. People fight uh, in the comedy scene. Did you guys hear about that? I mean, it's not even people fight. Like, the civil war of comedy is like a bunch of like these troll fucking dudes who need to go after a different target every week or else their fans get bored. Yeah. And they're like, literally, and then you're like, I feel like you're just getting mad so that your fans can get mad at me. And they're just like, you fucking pig cunt. <laughs> also, like, anybody who, anybody who takes comedy so seriously that they would call in fighting a civil war is not funny. I mean... Uh, <laughs> like, what the fuck? I argued with a nigga. What you mean, civil war? I hate, I hate when the press gets so far that even my parents are like, who's the Shane Gillis guy? I'm like, no, <laughs> oh, we're no, not. No, we don't want to do it. No. no. Oh, my parents are still, well... My parent, I went to Princeton and I dropped out. I got raped out of school. Tee hee hee. And um, boo, Princeton. I always forget boo that them. nobody else thinks that's funny. Thank uh, you. But uh, so my parents <laughs> wanted me to be a lawyer. They weren't into this comedy shit. They still weren't really. Wait, uh, is that uh, why we're friends? My parents absolutely wanted me to be a lawyer. We've never talked about. This. Oh, we never talked about this. I was supposed to go to. I was supposed to go to UVA. I was supposed to be lit. Oh God. You know, I, I didn't apply. That was just the plan they had. Right. I'm a dropout though, uh, but um, yeah, I dropped the fuck out. You know, I mean, people—if people rape you a couple times, you're like, maybe I shouldn't hang out over here anymore. See, and I think you should. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't be a comedian otherwise. And I think it's sort of like stick it through. So, um, but uh, but. My parents are not doing the lawyer thing anymore. They're doing the, uh, why didn't you write for Eddie Murphy on Saturday for Night Live? For this specific show, yes. <laughs> oh my God. And my I'm dad's like, literally nigga, like, I write for a whole other sketch show. What do you mean? Ray has worked on like the best shows in television uh, ever. That, don't do that. Meanwhile, my dad's like, you know, these cruise ships will hire you for six months to do singing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I've started watching Below Deck Med. If oh my Marcia, God. You get on Below Deck Med. We can't, we don't have time to talk about Below Deck because I have so many thoughts about it. It's my favorite Bravo show ever. My favorite part is when they, because I love that they have, I worked in food service forever, so my favorite is that they tell exactly how much each rich person tips and then shows oh, every single cast member go. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that is reality television. That is real reality because it's like, you could be making thousands of dollars, but you look at the percentage of what the rich person paid and you're like, they should have tipped me five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> no, it, it's a one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a week to charter that fucking. And then yacht. they tip them like ten thousand dollars. I'm like, you will give me gold, sir. <laughs> you will give me gold before you leave this fucking boat. Watch Below Deck. Below Deck Mediterranean has this like an like homophobic Russian lady on it who's like absolutely crazy. Or maybe that was last season, but it's like insane because Bravo is going to be sued if they haven't already. I mean, They're crazy. No, I don't know. I feel like even if you don't sign anything, when you put your channel on 44, you've agreed yeah. to all kinds of... Yeah. yeah. That's right, what's going to be sued. It's like a blip. It's just like, I agree. I accept. <laughs> uh, you guys, we got to get out of here. We got to leave. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. For Yeah, that's how you fucking do it. <laughs> that's the ep, you guys. God damn, that show was good. It was so fun. Thank you guys for listening. We will holler at you next week. Peace.
Katie Couric. I'm Bozma St. John. I'm an award-winning journalist, if I do say so myself. And I'm a hot-to-trot, trailblazing marketing executive. <laughs> and we're very confident. <laughs> we wanted to combine Bose's business and branding expertise with Katie's natural curiosity to create a podcast responding to this moment in time. Welcome to Back to Biz with Katie and Bose. Each week, we'll interview innovators, creatives, and CEOs to find out how our pandemic present will forever change the business of tech and media, travel and leisure, education and sports, fashion and pop culture. Because in many ways, this has been a really dark time, but it's also a time for reassessing, recalibrating, and finding the light. We're doing 10 episodes, and you can catch them every Thursday. So listen to Back to Biz with Katie and Bose on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows. Hi, guys. Katie Lowe's here, actress, mom, and host of the parenting podcast, Katie's Crib, a show that helps women navigate the colossal changes that come with motherhood. You'll hear from resilient mamas, knowledgeable experts, and me asking a whole lot of questions. It's real talk that offers real perspective on what it's really like to be a parent. So join me. New episodes publish every other Thursday. Listen to Katie's Crib on the iHeartRadio app or on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 